Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that shows you how to become the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Steve Wershing. Thought leadership, creating original content, is a powerful and crucial idea to differentiating your business and establishing your unique niche. But who has time to create content? For example, if you blog, Google gives priority to longer pieces, and that might mean 1,500, 2,000, or even more words. Well, there's no question that thought leadership takes an investment of time. But what Julie and I talk about in this episode is how you can get more mileage out of it and get more return on that investment of time. We talk about making content creation a little easier by building it one little piece at a time. But more importantly, we talk about breaking apart large pieces to use in multiple ways, create multiple communications so that every piece that you create gives you a lot more marketing opportunities. We talk about where you can discover those ideas. We discuss the concept that not everything that you create has to be necessarily strictly financial as long as your target market cares about it and it relates to the service that you provide. We talk about making it a little bit easier by doing what comes naturally to you, whether that be writing or speaking or teaching or whatever way you can get those ideas out of your head. We cover lots of ideas that we hope will help you get a lot more mileage out of the investment you make in creating content and how you can enjoy the benefits of the additional clients and referrals it can attract. And so here now is my conversation with Julie about getting more mileage out of your marketing by breaking it apart. So Julie, recently I had a conversation with an advisor and working through that conversation, I thought that you and I might chat a little bit about this because I think a lot of other, a lot of, other of our listeners would benefit from the ideas that we discussed there. And it's all about repurposing content. Yeah, great. I, you know, the, I'm so glad you brought this topic up because it can, it's so practical. And sometimes we can talk about big concepts, but I'd love to dig into that idea. And one of the things that intimidates a lot of advisors when you, you know, we talk about how content can differentiate you, but then advisors get really intimidated reasonably enough because creating content can be a lot of work. And so the one advisor I was speaking to was faced with that. They have some very specific thoughts about um, their target clients and what kinds of things can get them ahead. And so I was describing all the different ways that they could promote content that they created out there. And the advisor, you know, stopped me in the middle of that and said, Steve, when are we going to find the time to create all this stuff? I mean, you know, it could be an awful lot. And that, that I'm glad that he did that because it got me thinking um, about how you can efficiently utilize the content that you create so that you can get a lot more mileage out of it. Yeah, well, it's so true. And we deal with this in our businesses too, right? We, we generate a lot of content. So I completely appreciate what this guy was going through. So when you were talking to him, just for context, what were some of the types of content that you were looking at? Well, he does a, um, he does a weekly radio interview. Um, and then, so he has to prepare topics for that. And then uh, we were, I was recommending some kind of a, some kind of a resource that he could offer on his website. And, you know, we also, I was also talking with him about 
um, just creating content that we might use some way or another as a way of establishing thought leadership. Uh, okay. Because when he talks with the public, when he talks with clients, when he talks with centers of influence, he tends to talk about what he does, which is uh, what a lot of advisors do. And he doesn't really talk about the client, the target client that much. And I thought if, you, if, if we got him thinking about creating some thought leadership pieces, then he would be in a position to, um, to talk about those kinds of solutions with clients and centers of influence. And that would be a better way to get referrals than just talking about the actual activities he does for clients. Right. So content for perspective in this case can be anything that you're producing, right? I mean, it can be webinars, it can be workshops, it can be articles, blog posts, podcasts. I mean, pretty much anything, right? In terms of, and um, were there, and, and I want to go down this path of, of repurposing, but I'm also interested, do you find that there are certain types of content that are just natural for certain advisors to use as a starting point, like as, a, as an initial way to filter out the ones that don't make sense? Well, I think probably the easiest and most effective route to take in, um, in, in answering that question is, is to think about what you're naturally good at and what you're most comfortable with. So mm -hmm. if you like to write, then writing, you know, then a blog might be a sensible way of doing it. If you are, if you give a lot of presentations and you like public speaking, then either podcasts or videos would mm -hmm. make more sense. Um, so I, I would start there. I would start with, um, you know, whatever you naturally would do, because that's going to, you know, cause you the, the, the least amount of trepidation to get into in the first place. Right, right. That makes sense. So, so what did you recommend to this advisor then that you were chatting with? Well, so there are two strategies that I was thinking that you and I could talk about today. One is to um, use lots of little pieces to big, build something larger. And then the other one is to take something large that you make and break it into smaller pieces to use it a number of different ways. So with this advisor, um, he has a regular radio interview that he does on a weekly basis. And so he has to prepare content for that. And what I suggested to him was, uh, rather than create a new idea each time, this is another secret to be able to continue generating content, is rather than coming up with something new every time, um, think, about, um, uh, think about a sequence of things that you could do or a series of titles that relate to each other um, so that you can create little pieces of that um, and, and you can get ideas for creating several of those things as opposed to a new idea each time, which can be really draining and difficult. So you would mean if, you know, if the topic was, well, in our world, it might be referrals, for example, right, or, right. or for an advisor, it might be, uh, you know, helping your children become financially independent or, or some, right. whatever the topic right. is. You mean just sort of writing down all of the various questions that you could answer maybe as a starting point. Um, and rather than trying to tackle it as a tome <laughs> that you've written on, on the subject, really look at at breaking that down into the, the sub areas. Right. Or maybe even think about sometime off in the future, creating that tome, mm -hmm. which legitimately strikes terror into the hearts of people who don't do a lot of that. Right. Um, but, but, but start with an outline. So if you were going to write a book for parents on making your kids 
financially independent, or if you mm -hmm. were going to write a book for um, small business owners, or if you're going to write a book for your, if you're going to write a guidebook, the financial planning guide for your target market, what would mm -hmm. you put in the outline? Mm -hmm. And ideally it would be stressing not the topics that everybody needs to know because that's not content that will set you apart mm -hmm. but specifically um, those issues the, the the issues that are customized the issues that are unique to that kind of population and one of the secrets may be to go beyond just the financial kinds of things mm -hmm. uh, into areas that are not strictly speaking financial um, so for example, if it were, if you were, if you were writing a book for, um, to help, uh, women become more financially independent or mm -hmm. to have more confidence about it, then mm -hmm. you might, uh, you might write articles or you might have thoughts in there about confidence as opposed to strictly the financial issues, how to build okay. confidence. What kinds of things can you do to build confidence? What kinds of things can you do to acquire knowledge of your own? What, how should you prioritize what kind of knowledge you take on? So those are things that are not strictly speaking financial, but they are things that your target client might care about. Right. Well, you know, here's, here's uh, my little secret for you. I wrote my book as uh, initially as a series of blog posts. And then I filled in the gap. So I think that's what you're talking about, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, and that's eventually there was a book, but there's a hefty dose of blog posts that 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 formed that. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I wrote my last book too. It was all you know. There you I, go. I, I just it's as I, easy as that. People. That's right. There it is. So thanks for joining us today. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I I I joked that I wrote the book, you know, a blog post at a time. Right. Uh, and actually, you know, so a lot of people ask, you know, so how long did it take to write that book? Because, you know, writing a book takes a year, year and a half, two yeah. years. And uh, I said, well, from the time I got the contract, it took me four months or right. three and a half, four months, which mm -hmm. widens people's eyes. And I said, but I had a year and a half of content to start with. Yeah. You know, so that so thinking about that as sort of a unified idea began a year and a half before that. And I, you know, then chose blog titles that would contribute just mm -hmm. like you did. You chose blog yep. titles that would contribute to that whole. So before we leave it, you know, just to, um, to build on that last point about going mm -hmm. outside the um, strictly financial stuff, you know, an mm -hmm. example that I used to use a lot was Caroline Wilson, who um, is an advisor in the Southwest of the U S and her market is, um, divorcees is people mm -hmm. going through divorce. And so if you look at her website, I haven't looked at it lately, but you know, when I was looking at it at the time, you can find all kinds of resources on that website. And there are things like what to expect when you show up in court and how to stay in touch with your kids. Mm -hmm. If you're the non-custodial parent, well, those aren't mm -hmm. financial issues, right. but they are issues that her target market cares desperately about. Okay. And so if you were going to go down this path, then could you sort of, I'm thinking visually, start with your target market at the center, maybe a hub and spoke, write down, you know, all of those issues and questions and things that they deal with. And then, then what? I mean, you, you know, I could see taking that and then, and maybe let's not even call it a blog post because even that can feel overwhelming. Uh, but yeah. maybe it's just answering questions. So if you yeah. were asked this question and that, but writing it down, it could be two or three paragraphs right. uh, as a way to start that, that goes on your, your website. But all of a sudden 
you're starting, like you said at the beginning, you're starting to create something that could be bigger as you right. go through. Right. And, and I like, you know, the way that you describe that, you know, sounds to me like a mind map. And, right. yeah. and that can be a great way to do it. So you have the, the, the target client in the center of that mind map and the mm -hmm. first set of balloons that are connected to that are the main ideas that they need to, you know, the, the big issues that they have to deal with or the, you know, special circumstances that, that they need to work themselves through. And then from each of those, you could have maybe a number of messages that might, that mm -hmm. might relate to each of those. And you take it out another level or two, and, and each of those could be an individual concept that, like you said, you could just write a paragraph or two about and, and work right. from there. So let's, let's imagine um, we've got some listeners who go through this process, they've got their target, they've got their issues, they've started to collect a series of, of uh, responses, um, which again, might be emailed out to people who have a question, they might be on their website, they could be links from social media, different ways to do that, or even blog posts. Um, so let's think about some of the ways they could bring that together then to for that next level, because you talked about sort of building into something bigger. Yeah, yeah. So um, from each of those ideas, if you've written a paragraph or two about it, you might look at those and say, which of these would it be easiest to write a little bit more about? Because really mm -hmm. a blog post, you know, I, I, I don't remember, Julie, how long yours tend to be. You know, I, I aim for a thousand words, yeah, but a lot the of the same. other, a lot of the blogs I see are, you know, 500 words, so somewhere mm -hmm. in between those. Yep. Well, 500 to 1,000 words is three or four good paragraphs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so now your, your next step is just taking some of those and creating the, the more fulsome article or the blog post. Right, right. Uh, or, maybe. Yeah, or going back to the idea we were talking about before, whatever is um, you know, the, the most comfortable for you to do. Mm -hmm. One other thing that you and I went through when we took our speaker training with uh, Michael Port is mm -hmm. um, you can sit down and write or uh, you can pick up a, uh, um, an audio recorder. I was going to say tape recorder because, you know, right. I'm from that generation. Um, you can speak into a recorder. So um, yeah. some people just, some people find it a lot easier just to talk about a topic for a few minutes. And so you could either write it, write, you could sit down to the typewriter or listen to me. You can sit down at the word processor and write. I'm sorry, did you just age what's, what's while a, what's we were a, speaking? What is that? Oh, I must have been reading archaeology today. Okay, um, okay Gramps. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Get up from your typewriter. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can either sit at the, at the computer and write, or you can pick up your recorder and walk around and speak. Yeah, and in fact, I remember learning about one particular app at that training, and the, it was Otter. I don't know if okay, you yeah. ever used it, but I found it to be a really uh, simple app that you could use where you could just talk into it, it would record, you'd have snippets, it could email it to you. It's a really great tool. Yeah, and um, I use um, uh, Nuance. Um, Dragons. It used to be Dragonsoft. It's called oh, yeah. something different now. Yeah. But um, um, but it's the Nuance Communications uh, mm -hmm. dictation or you know voice to text. And I use yep. that constantly on my computer all day long. Okay. Um, and so if you get if you get um, the second level up version of that, you can get one that you can just download files from your audio recorder into, and it will turn it into text. We also make heavy use of a website called rev.com, R-E-V.com. Yeah, yeah. 
when we do client advisory boards, we take the audio files. And so these are, you know, hour and a half long things and we upload those to mm -hmm. Rev. And then, a, you know, two days later, we get a transcription of it. Yeah. Well, we do that with this podcast as well. We do actually. That's <laughs> so, true. So there you go. Um, okay. So, so now it, we've got a simple way, maybe simpler for many people to create that content. Uh, now we've gone from a series of answers to perhaps a series of blog posts and then you know, are we ready for the book there? Or I wonder if there's some interim steps that we could think about. Sure. Well, I, you know, there, there are shorter things that you can do with that. Mm -hmm. So if you stitch a few uh, blog posts together, if, if mm -hmm. you can edit those together and make a white paper from it. Yep. Um, yeah. If you take a few more, you could make an ebook out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I figure the, the typical, at least it used to be the typical business book was about 40,000 words. Yeah. 200 pages. Yep. Yeah. Um, so if you put together a few blog posts and you can put together uh, five or 10,000 words, that's an ebook. Mm -hmm. And right. so that's, that's a resource now that you can post on your website. You can promote it on a landing page. Yeah. Um, you can have so a whole much, campaign around that. Yeah. But so much easier to do this than thinking of more content to develop. Right. right. So, right. and I think that as we're talking, we're also pushing more toward uh, reinforcing credibility, right? right? The more we right. go from a response to a blog to a white paper, now we've got something that could feed into PR campaigns that could be used in a lot of different ways. Right. And, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast, you know, you always want to have new stuff going out and sometimes yeah. it's, it's, it's purchased and sometimes it's curated mm -hmm. and sometimes it's, um, and sometimes it's uh, original. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you need to have at least that, a, a portion of that be original so that you can legitimately claim some thought leadership over, over the area that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, for sure. So, so I think if someone has that in their mind that they'd really like to get to that point, this, this provides a bit of a path, but it's, I think it's actually more valuable content because you're building on a body of knowledge right, over right. time instead of being too scattered. But what about the other way? Because we also talked about this idea that you could take things that you do and break it down into right. smaller chunks. Right. So sometimes we are called upon to make big, you know, to, to, to do bigger projects and, mm -hmm. and bigger things. And so there are lots of advisors who, who, who give uh, presentations in front of yep. groups or they conduct workshops or they teach classes or any of those kinds of things. So there are times when advisors have created a, a single large work. Well, you can take that work and you can break it down and use little pieces from it mm -hmm. um, to promote, to promote content. So if you do a talk or if you've given a presentation, um, you know, that might be 30 minutes or 60 minutes long, mm -hmm. but you could take individual pieces of that and tweet them or pull a small section and make a blog post out of it. Mm -hmm. um, you can even take a, a single concept from that and, uh, and make a meme out of it, you know, put it in, in sort of graphic letters and then post that on its own mm -hmm. on social media. Um, you know, take a key concept. So anybody who's given good presentations probably has a couple of like hooks that they put in there. Right. You know, for, you know I, 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 I like to say things like a niche is in need or, right. you know, own a piece of the client's brain or, you know, those kinds of things that sort of yeah. lend the, anything, anything, anything that's borderline slogan yes. is something you can make a meme from. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that idea. And it's also just feels very structured to me. So, 
So we've got a presentation we could do that. And, and even, um, uh, I mean, if, if the, the concept of some of these things feels a bit out there for you, if you're still learning some of the technology, um, you know, you could just identify the top three points and put it on a PowerPoint slide. And all of a sudden it's something that you could tweet out as well. I mean, if we want to go low tech, but you did remind me as you're talking about sound bites to record your presentations. I mean, as these are the things we don't think about doing at the time. Again, lots of apps out there where you can just turn your phone on or if it's a bigger event, they often have a more professional recording, but be sure you grab that yeah. and, and, and hire somebody to break it down. I mean, you can get editors who are very good, who can do this for you. You don't need to become an editor overnight. Right. Right. Um, you can, I mean, if you're going to do this on an ongoing basis, I, I, I think it's a good idea, just like we do on this podcast, to, to yeah. get a relationship with somebody that, that you know, you work with regularly. But mm -hmm. if you don't have that yet, you can go to places like Upwork and Fiverr yep. and say, and if you've gone through an audio file or a video file and say, listen, I just need from this, from this many minutes and seconds to that many minutes and seconds, and they can cut it out. They can put a front and end on, front and back on it for you. Yeah. And you can, you can post that. One other thing we didn't mention is if you are more comfortable speaking than writing, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I, I know a lot of advisors who do a quick video blog um, mm -hmm. where they just, they'll, they'll record three minutes to five minutes uh, as, as often as once a week. They, and, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Yep. It, you need to have some quality to it. You need to have okay. You know, you need to have pretty good lighting. You should get a good yep. microphone. So it comes through yep. clearly. Yep. Um, if you're not going to post it, if you're going to post it to YouTube, have make sure that closed captioning is turned on because a lot mm -hmm. of people watch these in bed and don't want to wake up their spouse. If if you're not <laughs> going to post it there, have somebody closed caption it for you. Right. But um, but you can simply you know if you if you have three or four bullet points and you know that you can riff on those points for a few mm -hmm. minutes. Don't hesitate to sit down in front of your iPhone or in front of a video camera and just talk about it for a few minutes, and that can be either transcribed or it can, you can take little pieces of that and post it to social media, or you can just post it to your website and create content a, that way. I wrote a blog on the sort of traps of perfectionism with these things a long time ago, because I, I found I was getting caught up in not putting any video out because it wasn't perfect. And yeah. then I realized that wasn't the point. It was just a conversation and it, it was a, it probably more effective to do it without that level of perfection. So thankfully, thankfully for me. Um, <laughs> right. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're presenting, if you, you know, you can do these little videos and, and, and that's where I think things like rev.com come into play because having that whole presentation transcribed can be, right. you know, it's so easy to then pull out little quotes and, and such from that. Um, so right. I think those are the little details that if you just know these little tips and tricks makes it so much easier to do. Yeah. And one thing I'll, I'll, I'll add to that, um, you know, we talked early on about talking with your clients about things and talking with centers of influence about things. Yeah. You know, original content doesn't necessarily all have to actually come out of you. Right. Um, you need to put it together. So one thing yep. that you may find is you may you may ask clients and centers of influence, you know, what are the what are the biggest questions you would like me to answer? What are the biggest questions mm -hmm. you have about this issue? And then go out and interview people about yep. it. So, yeah. you know, if it's a tax question, you might interview an accountant. If it's an estate question, you may interview 
an attorney about it. And that does all kinds of things for you. You know, first it helps you create that content. So it's not you creating all this stuff all the time. Yes. But the other thing is it, it helps um, enhance that relationship with the person that you're interviewing. And then when you post it on your website or on social media, you let them know and they will promote it to their network as well. So yeah, that message I mean, gets farther out. That's the magic. When you look at people with significant audiences, you'll almost always see that particular strategy at play. And it's a, it's a meaningful one. But so imagine on a website or, or wherever you'd gone and interviewed a tax, uh, you know, somebody on, a, on some particularly complex tax issue. Um, now you could have a page where at the top you're explaining why, you know, the kinds of clients you work with and why these questions are important. You can put a video or audio of the interview and then you might drop in a couple of links to articles that you've read below that. All of a sudden you've got a really good package of material and you haven't written a word of it. Right. Uh, so, you know, and that's valuable to people. I think. Yeah. And, and I think it enhances credibility. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can't tell you when I go to research something, I, I can't tell you how many articles and blog posts and, you know, sources that I read where there's no footnote and right. there's, and there's no, there's no citation, you know, there's no quote in the text. And, and what you, you learn pretty quickly is this is just what this person thinks. Yes. I, you know, so, so going out and finding sources that you can then cite uh, also makes you more credible. Yeah, yeah. So it's as much as content seems to be this big, complex thing. So if we go back to the advisor that you were chatting with, could you then see a clear path where he or she, I don't know what you said there, but was, you know, able to progress and do that in a more reasonable way? Yeah. And so what we did was, um, we determined, uh, we, you know, we, we took a look at the profile of the target client and we, mm -hmm. um, we determined um, to create a guide for people in, of that description um, to overcome the obstacles that they had. And what we did was we spent about an hour on the phone um, brainstorming an outline. Right. Um, so if we were going to def, you know, do the definitive guide for this kind of client, mm -hmm. What would be the what would be the the chapters and what would be yeah. the ideas in each chapter and so you know it, each of those ideas within a chapter becomes an interview that becomes a blog post that becomes a series of social media uh, posts and then becomes one little piece of what will ultimately be a larger guide and then at first it may be an article and then it may be an ebook and ulti ultimately maybe it will be a book. Right, right. I love that idea and. And, you know, I think it, it, it calls out for just a, a checklist or something that you always have in place to make sure you're reusing. So if I write a blog post, for example, I'm back on, I'm back doing it. I have to say I've been oh, good. for a while. So I'm very excited to be doing that again because I took a break. Um, but, and it, again, you, you must go through this as well. So I've put the effort into writing it. So now the question is, where is it going to be posted? 
uh, how am I going to do that? Am I going to schedule something because I finished it in the middle of the night, but I don't want to tweet it out at that moment? <laughs> Probably <laughs> wisely. Nothing good just, happens after 1am. Just, just saying. <laughs> um, and so, you know, just really thinking through where, you, you know, do I, am I going to email that to clients? Am I going to email it to centers of influence? Just having that checklist, then somebody else can probably manage a lot of that as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, I do that same thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll, I will write, uh, I'll write a blog post and then I turn it over to somebody else and somebody else gets right. an illustration and writes the summary mm-hmm. and creates the tweets and posts it to the blog. And, you know, that all of that stuff is handled by somebody else. I just, I just write it and then I move on. Yep. And, you know, depending on how deep you want to go, you can, you can learn these things. I mean, I did, I, I, I don't need to find images, but I could tell you exactly where I'd get them, you know, and how much it costs Adobe and all of those things to get images. But um, so, so what do you think about this as, as kind of a next step if, if you wanted to go down this path? Um, Because I like this idea that you started there with, of, of, of the book, um, what if you took an hour of time or someone listening took an hour of time to think about the, the key topic, the key theme that they'd want to write about bullet pointed those sections, just took one of them and answered uh, a series of questions. Mm-hmm. And if all you did was take that and think about, okay, now what can I do with that? Just the, the couple of paragraphs, I'm going to send it on social media. I'm going to send it to some key clients. I'm going to share it with some centers of influence And, you know, this is something technically you could do within an hour or 90 minutes and have already accomplished, I think, a fair bit. I think that's a great idea. I think that's terrific. Um, My my wife would refer to that as hive mind. Um, Do tell. Put, put something out there. Okay, hive mind, here's my challenge. What do you think? You know, and so you'd put out, you would put out that question and say, how do you overcome that? How do you address this? What are you, you know, what, what are some of the best ideas you've heard about this? And then collect those ideas. Yeah. And, um, you know, add your own expertise to it and you're off and running. Yeah. So start small. Don't let it drive you crazy thinking about the big perfect goal. It's just, it's just one step at a time, just like everything else. And, you know, I think this is the fun part of it, frankly. This is about helping people and answering questions. So I think it's a natural fit. Um, but boy, once you get this down, I think it has legs uh, more than you probably even realize. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and yeah. in terms of and in terms of referrals, you know, the, I, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've believed for a long time that there is nothing more powerful than an ever expanding library of your expertise attached yeah. to your website. And yep. so doing little bits at a time over a long period of time builds, uh, you know, builds a, a big testament to your expertise. Absolutely. Uh, Well, great talking about this. I think it was a a good tactical discussion. Yeah. Always great to talk to you. And um, you and I can um, encourage everybody out there to uh, to do this because you and I both know the terror of staring at a blank page on a (laughs) on a word processor. So just take those little steps and uh, and you'll you'll be there before you know it. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Julie. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. Thanks so much for joining us.